0: Hey, this is Jason Rulo, and you are listening to Sonic Perspectives.
1: Another interview of Sonic Perspectives. I'm Rodrigo and our guest today is Mr. Jason Rulo from Symphony X and from the project Three Rules. Jason, thank you for joining us.
0: Absolutely, Rodrigo, thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Uh so we are here to talk about the new project Three Rules, which I think has been brewing for a while, right?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, it's been a few years in the making.
1: Yeah, so the album I think was made available fairly recently, right, to the to the people who did the crowdfunding, right?
0: Yeah, and we have it actually released it everywhere December 11th, yep.
1: Awesome. How has the reception to it been so far?
0: Uh, so far, so good. A lot of people seem to really uh, genuinely yeah, be really digging it. Uh, a lot of really good feedback and seem to be worth the wait for the most part. Uh, really did take us a while. It was one of those things. You know how life is uh, these days and always there's always uh, things coming up, things happening. So, yeah, we started – I had the vision for this project a long time ago, probably – geez, five, six years ago, met Ron about five years ago, um, I had known Arthur as well a little bit, but things didn't coordinate, and kind of put it all together, and then finally realized, yeah, this is, this is a good match after jamming a few times, and yeah, man, it almost took, geez, I guess three and a half years to finally get this thing to fruition, so <laughs> proud of it, really happy that it's finally here, and uh, you know, we can finally do some stuff, and hopefully everything can open up, so we can actually play some shows here soon.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the hope for sure. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. I know this has been in development for like for a while because I saw a video from Ron, uh, the guitar player, uh, at least two years ago with the title Three Rules mm-hmm. and you were in it for sure. But what took it so long?
0: Well, a few different things. I mean, at one point, uh, we started doing some stuff and then everyone got busy. Arthur had uh, some different gigs he was doing. He was doing some stuff going to Europe and whatnot. I got busy with Symphony X again. And yeah. uh, things just kind of kept happening. Uh, I've got two young kids, and I got divorced a few years ago. So you know, just uh, just kind of moving different things, you know, life, traveling, uh, whatnot. So yeah. And then musically, we we kind of got to a point where we thought we were happy. We were trying to do it kind of in house, and honestly, we started tracking, and that was over a year ago, probably a year and a half ago, and it was like. Yeah, this is cool for pre-production, but after all this wait, you know, this is really the first thing I've done that's really me, aside from Symphony X, you know, besides, Mm. you know, I've done projects for people and stuff, but, you know, this is my thing, so, man, it needs to sound more smoking. it needs to really sound, drums have to sound a certain way, you know, that kind of thing, so we said, you know what, we're gonna, it's gonna take longer, but we're gonna, this is just gonna be pre-production, and we're gonna go and find a better studio, and then with the COVID stuff hit, we were actually ready to go to California and track there and do a few things with some connections we'd made and whatnot. But uh, and all of a sudden, nobody's traveling and all that. So, like, okay, rethink it again. And we finally found uh, Third Eye Studios, <clears throat> excuse me, in the mountains here, which ended up being a, a fantastic room that we really liked. And so we were able to do it all locally, which worked out and finally, yeah, finally get the thing done.
1: Right. You did the mixing and the engineering yourself, or was it someone else? Yeah, no, we had uh, our boy Dave at uh,
0: at Third Eye. There's a few guys there who helped us, and those guys were excellent. So, yeah, we had them mix it, and we had it mastered um, by Eric, Rachel, in, uh, back in Jersey from Tracks East. Okay. So, uh, yeah.
1: All right. I love the fact that it's a trio, like a format that I appreciate a lot. I'm a fan of Rush, Police, Motorhead. Right. Was that the intention from the beginning or just how it played out?
0: Yeah, no, that was pretty much the intention. I'm also a huge Rush fan, and I just thought the ease, something nice about a trio, just kind of keeping it simple. We thought about a keyboard player, but I was like, eh, you know, it's just a whole other element and another, I don't know, there was just something really nice about the trio vibe that I just really have liked. So yeah, that was pretty much the intention. Like I said, we thought about it, and people along the way who've heard little bits and pieces, oh, you guys going to get a
1: singer or something? It's like, eh, I
0: don't know, man. <laughs> instrumental trio man it's kind of its own thing you know yeah kind of nice yeah so we're we're digging the vibe
1: yeah you can't hide it in a trio right you're either great or you're are you not a part <laughs> of it right that's true that's yeah. true yeah there's no you can nobody can hide
0: yeah. anything cover yeah. up for anybody yeah yep no uh,
1: doubt not to say that you're hiding in elsewhere, but uh, in a trio specifically <laughs> you have to have the chops right <laughs> yeah yeah i
0: think so especially yeah. this kind of music obviously yeah for sure. yeah but, yeah. Yeah, I think you hear trios. People think of like jazz trios and all that stuff. So obviously, a lot of chops and yeah, like you said, you need to be you need to be on top of it. Yeah. And there's uh yeah, can't be any gaping holes. Yeah. Uh,
1: you did the crowdfunding for this album, like I said, of which I'm a proud contributor. Um, I guess artists have to adapt to the new reality of the music music business, right?
0: Yes, and thank you for that. And yeah, I mean that's kind of one you know something we. Kicked around a lot in the beginning. It was like you know, which, what do you do in this new climate? You know, and um, it is really a challenge because, and this kind of music too. Even in a, even ten years ago in a better climate, musically speaking, there's uh, it, it's hard to you know get signed and do a lot with you know instrumental fusion trio. Let's face it, right? Yeah. So it's like okay, this is something that we're gonna really be directly. We kind of know our fan base where they are somewhat and. You know, we know who we're dealing with, who we're kind of playing for, who's going to, you know, probably enjoy the stuff, hopefully. And so I think that was just kind of a direct way to, you know, hey, if we're going to make this happen, we did need some help. And that kind of is what it is, you know, if you're not going to have the label support and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, it was a great, a great boost. We were able to get our pre-production with all that and uh, really all the writing and early recording and everything with that. And it was a huge help and uh, to get this thing going because, yeah, who knows, it'd probably still be yeah. still be in production. <laughs> yeah. but yeah <laughs> yes. i mean you know what's the, the trick i think is and what everyone's wondering is you know how much are the fans willing to contribute to the artist and in what ways now because you know it was already hard enough with the internet and you know royalties changing publishing money disappearing and all these kind of things and then you have covid hit and now no one can play a show basically on top of that and you go okay well How much more can the music industry take, especially bands that are kind of in the middle, like Symphony X and stuff, where you kind of get lost in the sauce, where it's, you know, if you're not these mega stars who are okay because they're already loaded, then, you know, a lot of people have a perception, I think, that a lot of the bands they know of are really well off just because they've heard of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the reality is a lot of these people are just, you know, just working hard and just trying to survive like everyone else. Yeah. And so these kind of situations really hurt musicians and and all the production people all the roadies and all the all the techs and everything too i mean it's the whole industry
1: yeah so it's I like see, i see it here all the time really yeah give. yeah mm. yeah uh, but anyway there's a lot of diversity in this release uh, you have a heavy song like 34b which starts the album and then kill the pain which is all about the groove so tell me how you put together this uh this track list
0: Yeah, it was really fun because we. I think part of it was figuring out what we really are as a band and that's what the writing process was. It's like, okay, where where do we all come together and what what happens here, you know? Mm -hmm. And so musically, it's like which direction are we going was another question that we didn't really want to answer consciously. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, we're just going to play and let it all hang out and we all like so much different music. That was really fun. It was like, okay, Ron did most of the writing, but you know, he'd bring these different fields to the table and then I'd bring some different, a groove, you know, my parts and Arthur would bring his stuff. So we're all contributing. And and it was just kind of interesting. Some things were just so different than others, but we realized that's kind of what we are, you know? So Mm. I'm always going to have that edge to my playing somewhere, even though I like so many styles and dynamics and groove and everything else. I'm still going to get worked into a frenzy and kind of go nuts, you know what I mean, at some point. Yeah. And Ron, you know, we still have our personality traits, but yet we like these different styles. So I think that's really half the fun of it—like getting to play something like you know 34 Beer Memento with you know heavy crazy stuff. And then for me, especially branching out into some of the funkier stuff and the different feels, like Kill the Pain, and uh, you know even from Maine to Spain, it's just yeah. much more of a groove track. So it's just kind of a different challenge for me, so. Yeah, we were just kind of all over the map, just kind of naturally where we ended up, you know. And um, <clears throat> I think we're that's part of the fun of the thing. Ultimately, it's all pretty, pretty rocking. And so there's a like a vibe that I hope is kind of continuous, even though it is so different, you know.
1: Yeah. No, there's definitely a flow, uh, an ebb and flow to the track list, you know, even though it, there's, there's vast differences between the tracks, like it, the one you just mentioned, from Maine to Spain, there's a Latin feel mm-hmm. or flamenco to it, which I like as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. this question, I think, gets asked a lot, but how do you name an instrumental song? I noticed some exotic names there, like Bad Preacher or Brain Damage, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sometimes,
0: you know, you get like these working titles, these production, you know, titles that you're kind of, sometimes they're half a goof, especially with instrumental stuff, because it could mean anything, you know? Yeah. Um, so, like 34B, you could probably figure that out without me saying it, so I'll just kind of leave that one out there. You could, I bet you could figure out what that means. That was one of Ron's things. He had that named early. He's okay. just kind of a goof. Um, Let's see. Memento Mori was cool because <clears throat> Ron came up with that too, and that's from the samurai thing, and it basically means everybody must die, right? We all die eventually. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of this morbid, the samurai thing is like the whole, you know, it's a pride and honor thing, and it's like, okay, accept death and then face your day like that, right? Okay. And we just felt that vibe was, it was just a cool thing. Like, you know, that's what sort it of reminded us of, like a, mm-hmm. a big, you know, war was going to break out or something. So, yeah, sometimes it's more the vibe like that. Sometimes it's even a joke. Um, Maine to Spain was kind of a goof, too, because Ron's actually from New Hampshire, which (laughs) is right next to Maine, right, as you know, up in Toronto, probably. And so he's like, but New Hampshire has no ring to it, you know? And the Spain, of course, because of the Spanish guitar influence in the song. So he's like, it's kind of Ron going in Spain, right? So I was like, so I named it Maine to Spain. It's like, okay. (laughs) we were going to joke. I have a lot of family up there in that area in Cape Cod and New Hmm. England and stuff, and we were going to joke and have him, you know, with the with the accent, with the, you know, the okay. Massachusetts accent and all that kind of stuff. Talking about, hey, what's the matter? Oh, what, you're not proud of New Hampshire? What, you got to go to, you know, we got a name in Maine. How? Oh, what's wrong with New
1: Hampshire? That's where he's from. What's wrong with this guy? You
0: know, that kind right. of stuff. So, yeah, some of it's just kind of a goof, you know.
1: <laughs> I see. All right. Um, what caught my attention as well is that uh, this is a style that you can listen to it like, you know, paying attention to every note and every inflection, but also you can leave it in the background and doing other stuff around the house, right? So it's, it's kind of versatile in a sense, right? Yeah, yeah, nice.
0: Thank yeah. You. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And uh, in the studio walkthrough you did for, for us who contributed for the crowdfunding, you mentioned Neil and Eddie, Neil Peart and Eddie Van Halen, two geniuses that mm-hmm. we lost this year. Can you tell me how these two yeah. guys shaped your musical taste and your playing?
0: Oh my gosh. Tremendously. Well,
1: <clears throat> believe it or
0: not, Eddie was an influence before Neil for me hmm. because Van Halen was one of the very first, when I was just starting to play drums and I remember watching the Unchained video and just being like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's what I want to do with my life. That's <laughs> the energy coming off the stage. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. kind of like, that's the coolest thing ever. You mean the live just one, one from Oakland, Alex. right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. Live. Yep. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so, right. I mean, at that point, that's it. It was all Van Halen and Eddie and Alex were just the coolest things. I mean, those guitar riffs, I just couldn't believe they were brothers and they were both so great and everything. You know (laughs) what I mean? That band was like everything to me. Yeah. And that was around 1984. So that record came out like right after I had done all that discovering and then that blew my mind. So yeah, Eddie was just, to me, I mean, I almost played guitar because of Eddie. You know what I mean. And so it was okay. like that kind of thing. I actually, I actually played guitar before drums a little bit, and took a few lessons and stuff. Realized it wasn't for me, but it was, yeah. It was because of Eddie that I even wanted to do that. So then, of course, my attention really was on Alex, and Unchained was the first song I ever learned how to play on the drums. Oh, okay. And so yeah, that band was just everything for me. Um, and then, forget it, and it. Was discovering Rush a couple of years later. That was probably about a year later, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, Neil, I mean, forget it. This, you know, tried to figure out every single thing the guy was playing and just he tried to emulate everything and just just the way he, not just the chops, but the way he wrote. And I mean, talk about a trio. And that's how I would sell that even to my mom as a kid. Hey, check this out. These guys are great. You're gonna, you know what? There are only three of them. You do that? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. There's no way. I mean, any band who could, yeah. So the musicality and just the phrasing, uh, along with the chops of course just blew my mind so yeah i mean i tried to play every note i could that of neils you know i mean yep they were yeah. they were the deal they're they're
1: definitely two of my very very favorite
0: bands and most influential people to me
1: musically yeah. i'm just slowly learning to play guitar you know after 46 years of age now i'm playing guitar and i realize how special oh, it nice. is and yeah so right. we lost him this year man sadly <laughs> but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: Eddie's phrasing too. I mean, just the, just incredible the fluidity, and and the fun and the attitude. You know, he just always gave up this attitude that he was having fun. And yeah, everything was good and like you know, it was just like yeah. I mean, everybody who didn't want to be when I was a teenager, I mean, man, there was nobody cooler than Eddie Van Halen.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I agree yeah. with you hundred uh, percent. And I know yeah. that right now touring is very much a pipe dream for like most of us. But is there a chance for at least the intention of three rules doing some live dates once this thing clears up? Or
0: yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, this kind of it started really as a project, but I'll tell you, this is definitely a full-on. This is a real band. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, we really enjoy the chemistry. We, you know, we really get along well. We just love musically what's happening. So we're we've already got five more songs you know that we're working on and we're just going to keep writing and, and keep this thing going and yeah absolutely i mean that's how i look at it i'd like to definitely do some dates with this band and yeah see where you know see what kind of fun we can have in between the symphony x runs and stuff for sure and i think it's a really fun live band you know because you know obviously the musicians like to see these kind of bands live i mean that's yeah. kind of the whole thing right getting to a club and yeah and really experience the energy firsthand. It's never the same, right, as the record. So you hope it's better live anyway, right? Yeah, (laughs) of course, yeah.
1: Well, I was looking forward to seeing you here in Toronto for the Symphony X 25th anniversary tour with uh, Firewind and Mm -hmm. Primal Fear, but that was postponed and now canceled. Uh, What is the latest on that?
0: Yeah, that ended
1: up being canceled
0: um, not only due to the COVID situation, but also... Um, we've made a change in booking agents along with a lot of people right. that were using that booking agent. Yeah. So that's, that's really the main reason that that didn't happen now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> not sure that they would be ready for it anyway, but yeah, so we're, we're talking about, you know, what we can possibly do. Um, uh, you know, I don't want to say much cause then if it doesn't happen, you know, people, you know, whatever, but, uh. Mm. definitely talking about things you know towards the end of the year you know hopefully we can we've got a couple festivals that are still booked right now and i think in finland and europe and a couple little dates here and there so you know we'll see if those stay open and um, of course we do have south america end of august Mm -hmm. so we're hoping that that will be good to go and then maybe maybe we could do a little something in the fall possibly you know
1: okay and uh,
0: yeah yeah
1: Everything right now is wishful thinking, but I hope those plans do pan out. Yeah. Yeah, Uh,
0: thank you, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I asked Mike LaPonde about this earlier this year. Uh, I spoke with him about a different project he's doing right now. He has so many projects that I lost count anyway. But uh, Mm -hmm. in one of the chats that I had with him, uh, I asked him, do you think Symphony X will return eventually to that uh, neoclassical vibe at one point? Or the way you're sounding now is the way you want to progress with?
0: Are you going to tell me his answer?
1: <laughs> I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I, think,
0: uh, I think it's always a progression, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it's. Uh, I think with Romeo, it's really, um, you know, he's always trying to top himself and we're always trying to do that. We're always trying to just get better. And I think, um, I don't know, it might be interesting to maybe kind of revisit some of that stuff in like a new way. Okay. You know, it might be kind of a cool, cool concept, but I think, just trying to stay current and trying to stay you know fresh you know and, and just kind of you know see what happens. I think the band's gonna stay pretty heavy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but um yeah, I mean that's definitely definitely the roots of the band too, so right' It'll be interesting. Uh, I know some people are calling for the uh the first album to get redone and stuff, and no, I don't think we'll be able to probably pull that off, but I know there's some some of the old like you said the neoclassical stuff people like on that, yeah. There's a couple of records. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll see how, yeah. we'll see where that takes you guys. But uh, I look forward to the next yeah. chapter of that, man. And the question that probably everyone asks you in every interview is, why don't you have a live DVD release? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, honestly, the reason is because we've, you know, we of course have, you know, pondered this many times. It really comes down to, we just, haven't felt like we've been able to do it the way we really want to, you know, with a real, cause we want to have a, a really great production. It has to be, has to be what we want after all these years, especially it's gotta be smoking, you know? So it's yeah. like every time we talk about it, it seems like, okay, well this production thing fell through or, Hey, maybe we're going go to go South America and maybe play with this orchestra and do this. Okay. Well, yeah. That, oh, but then this falls through, you know what I mean? It just seems yeah. like it's just never all come together. So, of course, we definitely want to, and who knows? maybe during a time like this is' a time where we could focus, and maybe we we do that. I don't know, maybe like, mm-hmm. you know it's something we could actually do if, since we have kind of downtime, maybe we do some kind of streaming version of it or something. I don't know, but uh yeah yeah i mean definitely something we want to we we obviously we want that just for the sake of the history of the band i think it'd be great to just have that it needs to be out there it needs to exist since people can see people who've never seen us live can see what it's about of course because i think we're really different live than on the records and so yeah yeah i hope we can make that happen this next year or so it'd be awesome i mean again it's not it's not because we don't want to and yeah we get that question so much <laughs> but again it's because of the standards that we have and because you know. You know, we just don't want it to be anything less than what it should. It should be just great. And it's like if you know, if the budget isn't there for the for the production or the the film crew's not right or the venue's not right, you know, it's, it has to all be right. So yeah, I yeah. Hopefully, we'll make it happen, man. But I'm hopefully. glad people still
1: want it, so we'll we'll find a way
0: one of these, yeah. one of these days. Hopefully, sooner here than later.
1: All right, <laughs> and uh, you had a, a major scare, like health care, a few years ago, and even had to sit out one of the tours. Are you okay health wise nowadays? Mm-hmm. Or
0: yes, knock on wood, man, I'm a clean bill of health. Thank you. I'm. Uh, yeah, it's been. Geez, I guess it's been seven, eight years now. Since yeah. That. And uh, yeah, I stay in good shape. I do a lot of mountain biking, and you know, a lot of playing and stuff. Just try to stay healthy, which I've always done anyway, but. You know, even more so now. But uh, yeah, knock on wood, man. All is well. I don't take any medication or anything for any of that stuff. I have clean bill of health.
1: Awesome. And, Gla- uh, yeah, Yeah. Glad to hear that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. it.
1: Uh, changing the subject a little bit, you had a food truck a few years ago called Joe Mama's Famous Foods. Is that still active? Yep. And did anyone ever recognize you or? Um. I yeah. I did get a few fans end up at the truck here and there. <laughs> but uh cool i didn't really
0: do that much with it it's not active anymore mm. um yeah so i have I kind of i got so busy and i ended up not you know doing much with it so i ended up selling it a couple of years ago oh i have i still do food things i'm still i still have some ideas as well and i might actually be even uh i might even be doing some stuff online some videos and stuff with some food ideas that i have so oh cool some kind of fun ways to connect the food and the music and everything and I get a lot of questions about the food truck and everything. So I think, see? yeah, maybe people <laughs> might be into <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah, some food-related things here. So yeah. yeah, we'll see.
1: Good stuff. In conclusion, and going back to Three Rules, coming full circle, mm-hmm. <laughs> where can the fans find mm-hmm. out more information about the band?
0: Yeah, so the website is threerulesband.com. Mm. And then there's always jasonrulo.com as well. And so we haven't been the best with social media um, leading up to this, but we're trying to be good now. So we have those sites happening. We have a YouTube channel. Mine is called uh, Drum Rulo Please, like Drum Roll Please, but my name instead. Okay. And and then, of course, there's a Three Rules YouTube channel too. So we're trying to get everything up there. Uh, We'll be doing Instagram stuff. So if you can follow us on there, follow us on Instagram and YouTube, and we'll get everybody together and, let everybody know what's going on. As we keep we're gonna probably be releasing uh some new music before, you know, not that long. I mean we just released the record. We've got more videos that'll be coming out and uh actually in a few days here we're gonna release another video. And uh yeah, so we plan to really keep pumping it out, especially when we're all good stuff. All pent up and everybody yeah. needs entertainment. So yeah, man, yeah. we'll do what we can. <laughs>
1: All right. So I hope the interview gets the name across, you know, to a, to a much larger extent than it is right now and that you guys get to be on stage sometime soon. All right. Thank, uh, thank yeah. you very much, Rodrigo. Really appreciate you. No worries, man. Thank you for the interview and have a good one.
0: All right. You too. Take care, man. Cheers. Okay. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Okay, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this chat with Jason Rulo. You can check out this interview on many formats. YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Also, please follow us on Twitter and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let's wrap it up with the song Memento Mori from the debut album of Three Rules entitled Rule of Three. Stay safe and see you next time.